Wake up, Chief. Don't Trust Us Gaming Podcast, where we discuss video games of all types. Again, we're your hosts, Andrew and Josh. Let's get ready to start this game. So, Josh, I know it's been two or three weeks since since we last did it. We were talking about our E3 predictions. E3 is over. Yeah, yeah. Um, E3 is over. The chaos, the, I think the dust settled from uh, you know the post-apocalyptic bomb that is E3 and video game days. Yeah, so, um, but let's always try to keep, let's try to keep the, the basics going here. So, um, we don't want to get, get people into a routine and then break that routine. So, what are you playing right now, man? Uh, Diablo, Diablo still. still. Um, you know, the month of June, people, developers tend to stay away from releasing games around E3. So, uh, there's nothing really going out. I did receive some backlash from people about not giving Fallout 4 its fair due. So I tried going back and playing Fallout 4. I gave it about, you know, a good, I want to say a good 15 hours where I just couldn't do it anymore. I mean, it's, um, yeah. They said, like, they get, it's like, oh, try the DLC and try this. It's just like, I can't even get past the main game to get to the DLC. So, I mean, you know, for the people out there, I gave it my best shot. I just couldn't get into it. I just uh, ended up going back to Diablo, which they're releasing a Necromancer pack. Yeah, I was just going to say that, but then I was going to ask. I think I asked you last time. I didn't remember what date that was coming out. I thought it was already out, and I was wrong, and I lied. Yeah. June 27th, it will release. Uh, Speaking of that, the season ended. Season 10 for Diablo ended yesterday. Um, I spent, like... 10 hours trying to finish everything I could. I didn't complete the full mm-hmm. season, but I tried. Um, but that's what I've been playing. I mean, like I said, there's nothing really new that's came along or has caught my interest out there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I was expecting at E3 for like, oh, releasing today, you know, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get this cool indie game, but nothing happened. So it was just Diablo 3. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm always going to go to the Diablo 3 no matter what. That game's just a good time with friends. Okay. But other than that, what games have you been playing? So, I, I failed to mention some game that was coming out when, after our last episode, because I thought, I was like, my timeline was off. I thought we were going to record the week before it came out. But then I realized mm. that we weren't because we fell behind on schedule because of all the, you know, your brother's wedding and then all technical all our technical difficulties, difficulties you know, before. Um, I forgot yeah. to talk about God Wars Future Past, because um, I was actually looking forward to that more than Dark Rose Valkyrie, which I haven't even got yet, because um, I realized that God Wars was coming out, and I got that instead. Um, and I've also been playing Horizon Zero Dawn. And I say that, like, very, like... Uh, Oh, okay. No, I was going with it. It's all good. 
Um, <laughs> I was, and I say I'm playing Horizon Zero Dawn, but with like to the blunt point because it's like it was on my list of games to play, and I wasn't gonna buy it right away because I was like, you know, I got other JRPGs to play. I don't need an open world game right now, and because yeah. um, my problem like with Fallout is I never got stuff done because. I'm a completionist type guy, so whenever I see something, I have to go do it. So like, I'd be doing, I'd be walking around a Fallout and be like, do do do, like walking around, and then I'd be like, oh, there's a side quest, and I'd I'd walk over yeah. the side quest and I do it, and it leads to another side quest, and I'm like, oh, I'm going this way now, and I'd walk over to the other side quest, and before you know it, I'm 30 hours in, I'm 50, like 20 levels over leveled, and I have done like 10 story missions. Um. So open world games in me don't get along too well because I'm just it's the completionist. But so yeah. I was actually going to get Guilty Gear Xer and Revelator two, um, just for fun because I like to play fighting games. And so I got you know I had the money set aside to get that, and then I logged on for the PlayStation Days of Play sale, which was at the beginning of the month. And Horizon was on sale for thirty nine ninety nine regular and forty nine ninety nine for the special deluxe edition. So I got the deluxe edition. I, I just did it. Um and it's just honest to God fun. Yeah, I've uh you I watch you twitch it and it seems like it's a good time, like you were trying to hide from a pack of uh, uh, those robot uh-huh. dinosaur things or whatever, and they like ran straight to the bushes, and my heart was pounding Shoot. just watching you do it. And I was like, "Holy shit, they're gonna find you, so, dude! Run, do something!" Yeah, that's what. Um, so just a quick concept for for people who don't know, but yeah, it's it's just plain fun. Um, but Horizon is from Guerrilla Games, who made all the Killzone games. Um, which was PlayStation's, like, this is not Halo, was Killzone, you know? Yeah. Um, but the one thing I always thought Killzone did better than Halo was set the world lore. Um, Gorilla Games has a, they had a knack for storytelling. You can even see it in their first-person shooters. Um, which, well, that's all they made was first-person shooters. But you can see that they had a knack to creating a world and lore and just like keeping it consistent, you know, there were no like plot points that automatically got changed to make like the main characters cooler. Um, so they wanted, they went to Sony saying, we don't want to make kill zone anymore. You know, we made Shadowfall. Shadowfall is good. We made the one on Vita, which was really good. Um, it probably stands up to console first person shooters on, you know, that's how good the Killzone game was on yeah. on Vita. Um, but they said, we don't want to make it anymore. We want to make... And what happened was, is they had like 20 writers in a room, and each one of them wrote a different story for a different game. No, for just Horizon? for a different game in oh, general. For a different game. And they, they like mapped out like full-fledged stories, like a oh, full story, full world, full mythology, full lore. And for some reason they kept going back to horizon. Like they kept saying, this is the game yeah. we want to make. Like they'd look into other stuff and be like, okay, we're going to make horizon. And then they'd look at other stuff and be like, okay, well we're still going to make horizon. Um, and it was different than a lot of, and so they went to Sony and said, look, we want to make this game now. 
We don't want to make another kill zone. We don't want to make another shooter. We want to try making this open world, fully f- like future found future is what a lot of people are calling the genre now, um, which is like a post-apocalyptic world where the survivors deal with, you know, finding ancient things from our time, and you know everybody's starting to call that found fu- the found future genre. Um, yeah, and then Sony's like, okay, well. Who's going to be the villains? And they're like, oh, di- like mechanized dinosaurs. Everyone's like, everyone's like, what? Mechanical dinosaurs? Like, that sounds cool <laughs> to begin with. And then they're like, well, who's going to be the protagonist? Some big buff dude that, you know, fights dinosaurs? They're like, no, a, a normal everyday girl. And like, what? And they're like, a normal everyday girl that has no special powers. All she is is a hunter in the future. And they're like... And that's not really ever been done because, like, Tomb Raider, yeah, they have female protagonists, and in games like Bayonetta have female protagonists, but they're always, like, overly sexualized, or, like, Lara Croft isn't a normal girl, you know? Um, yeah. But Aloy, the main protagonist in her Horizon, at least as far as I'm into it, she's just completely normal. Like, she's an outcast from her village. Nobody wants her because in... So in the future society... There's um, all these different tribes of people, and she's part of the Nora tribe, which the Nora tribe is heavily on the matriarchal society. So if you didn't have a mother, which Aloy doesn't have a mom, for they don't tell you why. They don't know why to begin with either. Um, but Aloy doesn't have a mom, so she's automatically an outcast. She's not accepted into the society yeah. because she doesn't have a mom. So she's raised by another outcast named Rost, who at the beginning of the game gives her the naming ceremony against the matriarch's wishes because they're like, she's an outcast. She doesn't get to be like normal people. Yeah. And so like the training level is her as like, you're playing as Aloy as a six-year-old and you're, you're training part. And then during it, you find a ruin, which is like a, like a lab from our time, you know? And in yeah. the lab, she finds a thing called a focus, which is a little machine that she could put up against her ear and it shows her things that, you know, normal people can't see. It's like a, a supercomputer. So it through it, she could access old archives. She could look at old holographic messages. Um, she could see enemies' weaknesses. She can see where an enemy's walking, if they're walking enemies. Um, it gives her, like, and then it shows her, like, she doesn't really know how to read yet because she's only six. And it teaches her to read. And, like, so she's holding, a like, the, her her guy who's, like, her foster dad, Ross, gives her a bow, and she holds it, and above it, through the focus, it says bow, and it spells it out for her. So oh, it nice. teaches her, and then, so you play the tutorial level, and then you play, and then she's like, well, why am I an outcast? And he's like, I can't tell you. That's against the rules, because he follows the rules of society. And then, so he's like, I can't tell you, but there's a way you can tell you. You find out is if you win this thing called the proving where you become one of the braves, even outcasts can do participate and become a brave, which is like a hunter in that society. And so he trains her over the course of the next 12 years to become a, uh, to become a badass hunter. And so in the combat, and then the weird thing about this game is the timing with Zelda because they're very similar games. Um, but yeah, it's it's very fun. Um, there is a physics system, 
like you were saying there was in Zelda. So, yeah. Um, oh yeah, and I've been twitching it, but I don't talk on my Twitch. I just kind of like to play and let you guys listen and experience. It's Cloud92, guys. Cloud92 um, is my Twitch. So if you want, the past videos are up there. I think i got to go on and save them so people can watch it from the beginning. Um, but, yeah, so the physics system's kind of cool because, like, I just ran into an enemy, I think, when I was playing yesterday, where they, they stay in the water. They're like an alle- giant alligator robot. And I'm like, this is pretty awesome, right? And I look up their wi- weakness, and it's fire, and I'm like, Okay, that makes sense. They're aquatic and they use ice and stuff that they should be, you know, um, they should be weak to fire. That makes sense. So I shoot him with a fire arrow, which keeps burning him, and he goes down in the water and the arrow goes out. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Excuse my language. But that's what I said in my head as I shot him with the arrow and he goes in and then the the fire goes out. And I'm like, dude. So then I had to lure him out of the water to shoot him with fire arrows to weaken him enough so he would die. Um, but then the combat system, it's, it's kind of like you could use a melee weapon. The melee, This is where the flaws in the game, the melee kind of is dumb and doesn't work very well. Um, because you oh. could tell it was built for ranged weapon fighting. Um, the main weapon Aloy has is a bow and arrow. And she uses all different types of elemental arrows and stuff, um, which is cool. I mean, it helps. It's kind of cool. Um, but then uh, another one of the flaws is it's a Dark Souls thing. So if you could dodge roll, you can get away from anything. Uh, so it's just roll. Yeah, roll, and you've roll, probably attack, seen me while I'm roll, doing it. Roll. Like, I'll shoot a guy with an arrow and I'll just start rolling. And that's yeah. because that's how I know I'm going to dodge the attack. Um but like, like you were saying, like you could hide in the grass. If, but if you shoot them from the grass, they know you're in that grass now. So they'll come and yeah. they'll look in that grass. But if they see you run into the grass and you crouch down, they might not see you. And that's why you saw him. Like I was there the whole time, and the guy comes walking right up past me, and he's literally. I'm like, he's gonna find me. But since I was in the grass, I didn't get found, which is kind of cool. But um, and one of the cool things, it's an open world, but it's not. It's not like Witcher 3 or Xenoblade Chronicles X size where it's humongous and you get lost all the time, you know? I like it because it's smaller. Um, and it's easier to do the side quests. Like, I literally spent an hour one day doing side quests and I got ten side quests done. You know, it's it, they're quick, they're easy. Um, the characters are, are interesting. Um, the lore is very interesting. Because I, you don't, you're trying to figure out who your mom, number one, Aloy's trying to find out who her mom is. Um, she's yeah. trying to get. I'm not going to spoil anything, but she's trying to get revenge for something that happens early in the game. Um, and the characters she's run into each have their own motivations for doing what they do. Um, one of my favorite yeah. characters so far, his name's Ein. He's literally a former soldier of another tribe called the Karja, who were like they're like a war tribe that worships the sun and stuff. Um, but he did something to piss them off. And so he got exiled. But what he does is he literally was a killer. Like he just loves killing people and machines and everything like that. So he decided to make himself useful to society. He's literally going to hunt bandits and kill them. And so, 
like the first time you run into him, you're like, dude, you're just a murderer, and he's just like, well, help me save this camp where they took a bunch of people hostage with all these bandits. So you save him, and he's like, by the way, you're a murderer too. Because you just helped me murder all those bandits. And then later in the game, I'm like walking around, I see another bandit camp, and I'm like, oh. And then Ayn happens to be standing right there, and I talk to him, and it opens up a side mission. Help Ayn clear the bandit camp. And so that's like, that's all his side missions, is you run into him, and you clear bandit camps, and then you learn a little more about him after every time. So... Like yeah, like I'm story. starting to learn. Like the first time he tricked me into becoming a murderer, and then I felt bad for for killing people instead of machines, and I was like, "This sucks." And then he's like, the next time he's like, "Oh, by the way, this is part of my backstory." Now I'm like, "Now I want to find you again and learn more." So the, yeah. the characters are cool. Um, but then I'm playing God Wars on my Vita, even though it's on PS4 as well. Um, I like playing RPGs on the Vita a lot because I can take it to work, play it. Um, stuff like that, but God of War's Future Past is like Final Fantasy Tactics if it would have evolved into Final Fantasy Tactics 2 instead of Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. Um, but yeah. it's not based on like the War of the Lions and European mythology. It's based on heavily, heavily on Japanese mythology. Like every character in your uh, party except for the main, one of the main characters, Gintaro, I believe, is um, based off a Japanese myth. So, I mean, the main character of the whole game is Kaguya, um, a famous Japanese goddess of bamboo and all that. Um, her mother is Tsukuyomi, the goddess of the moon, or the crescent moon, I should say. Um, her other sister is Sakuya, who's a goddess, you know. And it's about how humans have angered the gods... So the queen Tsukuyomi sacrificed her daughter Sakuya to um, appease the gods and stop their, their anger and stuff, and it works. But just to be safe, she put her third daughter, which is Kaguya, locked her up and kept her safe in case they need to sacrifice somebody again. And it takes place 13 years after the sacrifice where Kaguya is now an adult and her, friend, her childhood friend Kitaro comes and gets her out and says, hey, your mom's missing now, and there's going to be a war between Susano and, um, God, who's the other person they said there's going to be a war with? But another god, uh, another goddess is going to go to war with the god Susano. And so you're trying to stop the war, plus find your mom, plus find out why the gods are angry, and it's in a strategy RPG type system. like Final, It's literally Final Fantasy Tactics, but... Um, Cause it's got a it's got a deep job system too, which I really like the job system. Because um, the job system, do, um, you have your main job for your character, right? Which is your the, it's like a unique job, I should say. So only your that character has that job. But then you could equip a main job and a sub job for every character for so they have three jobs technically, and they are in JP just like in Final Fantasy Tactics, and you level up the jobs which unlocks new jobs, um, and each job does something different, so, like, it's heavily customizable, but it's not like Final Fantasy Tactics in the sense that, like, so say I fully max out, like, the priest class, right? I yeah. can't use any of the priest skills unless I have the priest job equipped as a main job or a sub job. So it's not like Final Fantasy Tactics where I can mix and match skills, right? Um yeah. 
But it's kind of fun to customize your characters. Like, on Kintaro, he's a warrior. Like, his main... He's like an axe user for his... For his um, I think they call it unique job. So for his unique job, he's an axe user. So I was like, oh, I'm going to make him his main job a warrior so I could build up at, you know more physical skills. But then I gave him a sub-job of priest to have like a backup healer, you know? Um, and... It's just it just literally plays just like Final Fantasy Tactics, where it's a grid-based map. Um, you set your characters in one part, you have to walk to the other part, beat the enemy there. Um, it looks like it could have been again Final Fantasy Tactics too. Um, it's very fun to play. Again, not without flaws though. There are flaws in this game. I'm not gonna say it's perfect, but I'm gonna say it's a great strategy JRPG. Um, but the one of the flaws is the um, Sometimes when you start a new scene, the music is louder than the voice acting. So it sounds like the voice actors are mumbling. It's just the music, for some reason, even if you have the music turned lower, is some, for some reason pitches up louder than, um, than the voice actors. So you have to, you know, which is fine because you could read it too. But it's just like a little complaint. It's not going to stop me from playing. It's just when that happens, I'm like, ah. You know, because the voice acting is pretty good. I like listening to it. Um, another little thing that's wrong with it is if you play on the Japanese... If you want to play the Japanese track, which is in there, which is great. Um, but on the cutscenes, they don't have subtitles, so you don't know what they're saying. So if you want to know what they're saying, you have to play English. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another thing. The cutscenes are gorgeous. Um, there's anime cutscenes, and then there's like a comic book style anime cutscenes, which look fantastic um and another one of the issues is the load times are a little bit longer than i i would like i mean load times don't bother me but like you'll see a cutscene and then it'll go into a battle and it's like 30 seconds of load time sometimes and i don't know if i don't know if it's like that on the ps4 version because i don't have the ps4 version i have the vita version which could be the issue because it's on vita and the graphics are i mean they're not by today's standards they're like ps2 era you know but they're crisp. Yeah. They're a lot crisper, and they run a lot smoother than PS2, PS3 era. It, it still looks like it runs. It needs the PS4 or the Vita to run, but you know. But that's what I'm playing. Two games. Um, I usually like to play a handheld game and a console game at the same time. Yeah. So those are what I'm playing. I shouldn't have talked for 20 minutes about them, but since you just said Diablo, I was like, I'll just roll with it. Yeah. Just yeah. Cover. Cover my. My lack of video games. Yeah, so, you know, I covered two for both of us. uh, But I highly recommend both games. If you like strategy RPGs, I think God Wars is... Oh, and it's from the people that made Natural Doctrine, which was like a PS4 launch title, which is hailed as, like, ridiculously, unbeatably hard. Like, you couldn't make one mistake in a battle or it was game over. So I was a little worried coming into this one. But, it. I mean, it's fair. It's it's hard, don't get me wrong. Like the AI is actually really good. So an example of the AI is um there's a move that you could use called slow and it slows your movements to two spaces, but if they use it again on you it makes you stop, right? So there there were two mages yeah. on the other team, one you slow, one you slow again, made my character so he couldn't move. They both backed out of my range and a warrior literally stood right at the tip range of his throw skill and was just throwing rocks at me to chip off health. You know, 
I mean, the AI is actually very yeah. intelligent. They gang up on the weaker units if you don't set them in the right spot, and so I appreciate that. You know, unlike Final Fantasy Tactics, where they just kind of do what they do. Like they could do, you can play the same battle seven times in Final Fantasy Tactics, and something different will happen. Um, but if you like an open world third person game, you know, Horizons where it's at. I think, I think it would have been, or I think it's up there for game of the year. I don't think you'll get it because. Um, Persona Five. I don't Zelda. think even Persona. I think Zelda's going to get it just because of its name. Yeah, um, I don't think Persona Five is going to get it because the world can't accept that a JRPG might be a game of the year. Um, and again, Persona's not without its flaws either. Um, every yeah, game has but, flaws. But, I mean, and it's not it's not wrong that Zelda's going to get it. Just, no, but know. then I like I've watched people play Zelda because I haven't played it yet. Because now I'm thinking about getting a Switch, so I'm going to hold off. Um, but it's to me from what I've seen, I don't think it's. I think it's equal to Horizon. I don't think it's better. I think they're literally just came out too close together. I yeah. think if one like Zelda would have come out in March and Horizon came out in like August, except Horizon came well, out in February and two weeks later Zelda came out. But then you have yeah. to look in the UK sale charts. Horizons beat Zelda every single week. Well, see, and that's what uh, <clears throat> I think they should have delayed Horizon a little bit, you know, um, at least till a couple of weeks after Zelda has launched, just because uh, it reminds me of a game, Dying Light, that open world yeah. zombie game, which is a it's it's a it's a decent game, but it got it got so freaking popular because it released in February, where literally nothing released after that, you know. I think this is back in two thousand fifteen. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, they just took advantage of a Windows slot that no game was in, and so everyone was picking up that game for PS4 and Xbox One. It's like, oh, yeah, this game's pretty amazing. And it, it was an alright game. I'm not going to say it was great, but, you know, they just took advantage of that. I think that's something Horizon should have done. I'm not saying it's a bad game, but, you know, it's definitely something... Well, I think Nintendo kind of pulled a fast one there. Because Horizon's release date was set before the Switch was even got a date. Um, yeah. So I think Nintendo kind of was like... Let's sneak in Zelda as a launch title for Switch. You know, we'll sneak it in and we'll sneak it right past Sony's new exclusive, which they're very similar games. And let's try to take advantage of our fan base on that to comp- to give them a little more competition, which is fine because Horizon's doing fine. Um, yeah, it's the top selling game on PlayStation Four in PlayStation Four history. Um. It's selling consoles. Like, people are literally buying PlayStation 4s to play Horizon. Um, yeah. So, I mean, and I think, the, like I said, the UK, here in the States, it hasn't been outselling. I think it outsold Zelda maybe one week. But in, in the UK, it's been outselling it every single week. So, yeah. and in Japan, they did a translation that came out for Horizon because it's an American-made game. And it's been selling well over there too. It's been very well received. So, um, I mean, in no mean is it going to be ruined. They're just going to come out with Horizon Two. So, yeah, um, <coughs> yeah. But that's that. Um, e three over. Um, lots of things happened. Lots of people are upset. Lots of people are happy. Lots of people claim winners and losers. Um, yeah. 
I'm just going to get this out there quickly, like right off the bat. I don't think there was an exclusive winner, and I don't think there was an exclusive loser. Well, no, yeah. I think there was a loser, th- but not an actual console studio, but a gaming studio. Yeah, and for me, I think I will get into it, but it starts with a B. Was, it was just okay. Yeah, so we'll exactly. get into it. Yeah, it was just so disappointing. Um, so yeah, we'll get to that. I, I think we put times off to the side for that. I think. Um, yeah. Just yeah, to let everybody do. know, we do follow kind of like an outline script. We don't want to come in blind and just and just rant yeah. like so. Um, your reactions. You are a Microsoft guy. What are your reactions to what happened with Microsoft? So their E3 was Sunday, which is new for them. Um, right before the B word that we won't mention. Um, you know, I thought I thought they had a good showing. I'm not going to say it was the best. I, it definitely was better than the previous mm-hmm. years. Um, it was probably the best out of the last five, well, four years. Yeah. Definitely. But, I mean, they've had better with the 360 era, but that's neither here nor there. But, no, uh, I was really I was really happy with their conference and how it was. Um, it was, you know, they started off with a big reveal of the Xbox mm-hmm. One X. Um, you know, it's like the world's more p- most powerful console, 4K, 6 teraflops CPU. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just a overall beast, right? Um, you know, they started off with that and, you know, showed off Forza, which of course everyone knows that's an amazing right. game. Um, you know, but I was happy with with what they showed. Um, I'm not going to hit on every single game. I was going to hit on the games that stood out for me that I'm excited for that are coming to Xbox One. Um, some are exclusively, some are not. Um, actually, I think one I'm going to talk about is just exclusively right now. But, you know, just some of these games that got me excited for the future of well, Xbox. Well, there's, there's um, something I wanted to bring up about the exclusives because I think Microsoft kind of tried to... I think they fooled a lot of people saying that they were exclusives because you had to pay attention to their wording. Yeah, where it says console um, launch. And a lot of people were confused because they didn't really explain that. Um, yeah. So they're like, oh, we have 22 exclusives, but then, which is great. Like, I'm all for exclusive gaming, but then be honest to me about the 22 games. Don't tell me you have 22 exclusives and 18 of them are console timed exclusives. That's not exclusive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, and I agree. And that that's was the uh, one thing that disappointed thing. me about their show. Well, that, that's what I'm going to get into. Um, but, you know, they started off with, oh, yeah, we have, we're showing 42 games and 21 are exclusives. And then throughout the show, it's like they use the keywords console, la- console launch yep. exclusives. And, like, if you're not familiar with that, which I was. It's I like, remember oh, I, I texted you a- and I was like, what does that mean? Yeah. It's a yeah, and I was like, they can't just say know? time exclusive because that would be. Yeah. Yeah, and so they they did trick a lot of people. Um, uh, my biggest fear did come true, where they would focus on Crackdown yeah. Three as one of the main titles. You know. Oh. Um, you know, and I'm not a huge Crackdown. I don't see the appeal for Crackdown. It's just GTA. Um, it, yeah. Yeah. No. But it's just like. I think it was just a poor choice of a game to show off Crackdown for this new Xbox you guys are coming out with that supposedly runs everything in 4K when Crackdown has like a cartoony graphic look. It looked really bad, to be honest. I know I'm not a guy for graphics. Like, I can care less what graphics look like in games, but Crackdown, for me, just looked awful. 
Yeah, well, it looks like it was like a PS2. It looked like PS, a, a you know, Xbox PS2. launch title, like Xbox, Xbox. Yeah, yeah, and you know that's, and sadly they decided to go that route and focus on that. So I wasn't really too happy on, on that end. It's just, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't the mm. best choice. Um, and I could see why. I mean, they really didn't announce anything that made me like. Oh man, I can't freaking. Well, that's a lie because they did a uh, couple, but it's not like you know. Crackdown just wasn't the. It was just my biggest fear come true. It's like, oh yeah, look, Crackdown's coming to Xbox. And it's like, who cares? It's gonna. Be, and people I've talked to at E3 that were there were like, oh yeah, it was a fun game, but like, that's fine and all, but it's gonna be fun for a month until it gets old, right? Right. And then people are just gonna go on with their lives and just like, man, why did I buy that game? So, yeah, that big spirit came true. Um, that was one of my disappointments, them, and then them saying, like, oh, yeah, and these are exclusive to Xbox, and finding out that it, they weren't, they are just timed, timed exclusives. But, anyways, the games I want to get into. Um, I want to... Assassin's Creed Origins, what they showed, it was running on the Xbox X um, engine, I believe, in 4K, and that game looks phenomenal. It looks like... I've never played an Assassin's mm. Creed game. Well, I have, but I stopped after, like, two, right? Because it just got ridiculous. And I've never picked up an Assassin's Creed game after that. Um, well, Black Flag. Well, who didn't play Black, Black Flag? Flag? Black Flag was probably the best of the yeah. franchise. Yeah. But Origins looks like it's going to redeem itself. Origin just looks like it's going back to... I would hope, because being... they took a whole year off... Well, and the, and like watching the video and the uh, game docs on it, it looks like it's an RPG. And I hate stealth games. I hate when they make you be stealthy to do shit. I can't do that. I, I'm more of a just run in there and like kill everybody, right? right? And with with Origins, they give you that option. They yeah, give they you did. The option to focus I on noticed like that a, in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, to focus on like an ability to like have more armor and be like more of a enforcer type, and you don't have to stick to the shadows, which is my complete gameplay. That's how I love to play games. I can't, I don't have the patience or you know the time to be stealthy, mm -hmm. right? It just doesn't like every time I play like a game where you're a sniper or you can be a sniper. I never choose a sniper because I just don't have the patience. But um, so yeah, I'm. Assassin's Creed looks amazing. I I really really hope that game is good. Um, I'm I'm probably not going to pick it up on launch because I'm kind of, you know with well, all the issues they have with launch titles. I mean it's it's Ubisoft. Yeah, so I'm uh I'm just going to stay away from there for until I get like a verdict from some trusted people in the industry on how that game is. Um, also. One game I really was freaking that looks just fantastic is Dragon Ball Fighters. Fighter or yeah, Fighters Z or is it Z Fighters or it's um It's Dragon Ball Fighters with the Z. Oh okay. S, I, I was like, is it Fighters Z or it's so it's Fighters. That game looks fantastic. Oh yeah, I mean it's not it's not an Xbox exclusive, but it did get announced on the Xbox stage. But then again, neither um, is um um. Yeah, let's get Assassin's that out Creed. real quick. Assassin's Creed yeah. is not Xbox exclusive as well. I just won't want people being like, oh man, I have to buy Xbox. 
Yeah. No, but Dragon Ball Z Fighter looks. I mean, I am so. Hyped yeah, and for then that game. so they showed the trailer at Xbox, and at Sony they showed gameplay. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, just oh. like, and then like as as the days progress, we're finding out more and more available fighters. So they like, showed Trunks today. As, yeah, 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 Trunks. Future I'm, Trunks. I'm excited. Yeah, Future Trunks. But I'm just, I mean, that game just looks freaking awesome. If you're a fan of the old Street Fighter games, you would love this game. So yeah, it's made by... Oh, sorry to keep interrupting you, dude. I, no, I was going to say, it's made good. by the people that make Guilty Gear... Um, uh, Guilty Gear, Blaze Blue, um, and Persona 4 Arena. So you, they got a fighting yeah. pedigree. Yeah, so I mean, it's... Yeah, that game, I cannot wait. Once that game was announced, I was texting like whole... Holy shit, did you see this, like, I was texting you a video of the reveal yeah. and the gameplay, it was just, it looks It awesome. does, it looks great. Um, as a Dragon Ball Z person, you know, we talked about Xenoverse extensively for, in episode one. Um, yeah. They've been lacking, so, in anime fighter games, we've been lacking, like, I mean fighters based off anime, when I, when I mean anime fighter game right now. Um, we've been lacking. We've got a great Naruto series. Like, I'm not a huge fan of Naruto, but the games are fantastic. Um, the games are very well done. Um, Dragon Ball out of after Budokai Tenkaichi three, we never really got another good one until Xenoverse. And even then, Xenoverse yeah. was more of a MMORPG instead of a fighting game. Um, yeah. So to see that they've handed the reins over to Arc System Works. And said, hey, make us a Dragon Ball Z fighter game. Which I think right now Arc System Works is the best fighting game developer out there. Yeah, and I, I love the the art style they decided to go mm -hmm. with, too. It's like a 2.5D. Yeah, it's, it's what they switched to in Guilty Gear when Xert came out. Yeah. Yep. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, Dragon Ball Fighters looks phenomenal. I can't wait to get my hands on that game because I'm no longer going to be playing it for days on end, even if, you know, and then you just got to think about the DLC, the characters are going to be releasing, stuff like right. that, because, you know, it's not going to ship, it's not going to ship with six fighters, they're going to release a lot more. But, anyways, and then, um, another game that really got me excited, that is an Xbox One exclusive, there was some, um, confusion, especially up until a couple of days ago, but right now it's, um, player Knowns Battleground. Right, it's, a they're just doing it on Xbox. It's not coming to PS4. Yeah, yeah, and there was a big exclusive. There was a big confusion, thinking, "Oh, it's just a time exclusive." You know, it's it's. Well, I don't want to say exclusive because it's on PC right. right now, but but for console exclusive, it is Xbox only. Xbox. Um, there were some people trying to like reach, saying that, "Oh, it is coming to PS4." We just don't. no. Um, the developer, as of about 8 p.m. today, was just saying. They've only planned for Xbox One, um, so that's really got me excited. If you don't know what Player Known Battleground is, it's like you know there's a hundred players and it drops you into a map with nothing. You're parachuting in and you have to collect armor mm -hmm. and weapons and you have to kill off players until you're the last one standing, right? But the whole time you have to like eat and heal yourself and you can team up with other players. But you can have anything from like a fully automatic assault rifle to a bow and arrow. So, you know, that game looks amazing. I'm so happy it's coming to yeah. Xbox One. I mean, I, it's definitely not going to be 
um, I'm not going to say it's going to be the mainstay on moving Xbox consoles to catch up to Sony, because Sony's so far ahead. Xbox is not going to catch up to this generation. Um, But it is, I think it will help sell the Xbox event, you know, it will, it will move consoles, but it won't be like, you know, it won't catapult it into the marketplace back in contention. But it is a huge, huge get for Xbox, and I'm really excited for that game. Um, they really needed something to actually stay alive, and I I believe this is one of the games. I'm not saying it's the only game, but this is definitely the right step forward. Right. You know, um, uh, like I said, it's on PC right now, but you know, people that don't have time to build a PC or buy a high-end PC, or like I I don't, I, this game will just perfect for me, and I believe this game's gonna kill. A lot of hours for people that are huge fans of it. I mean, I'm already getting groups together of people that want to play it. And it's releasing 2017, which I'm thinking it's going to release. There's not a release date on it yet, but I'm thinking it's going to release around the Xbox One X. And it releases around... uh, Xbox One X releases on November 7th. Okay. So, yeah, I'm thinking it's going to release around that time frame, which is awesome. Um, But, yeah, it's a huge get. I'm really excited for this one. Uh, Xbox really needed to Need need a lifeline. I believe this is a this is one thing that helped them out with it. Um, another game that just from Xbox that blew my mind was the last game they showed, and I was so freaking ecstatic. It showed it running on Xbox One X, and and the console itself looks beautiful. It's smaller than the Xbox One mm-hmm. S, but you have all this power in a tiny console, and the box itself is. Have you seen the box? It looks gorgeous. Yeah, it looks... Um, it looks yeah. sleek. It looks sexy. It, it looks like it'll fit in, like, you know, like, it's way... Dude, it's so much of an improvement from the Xbox One original concept. Like, holy crap. But, yeah, so, like, um, they showed the game Anthem. Yeah. Which is... Yeah, right? Like, you've seen that, and they showed it running on the Xbox One X, and it looks absolutely stunning. I mean, just the transition from, you know, jumping down to be able to fly through the air and go into the water. And, I mean, it just looks, it looks amazing. And it's it's not exclusive to Xbox, but it's, I believe this is going to be the Xbox's destiny. Right. Right. And this is, I believe, Anthem, from what I've seen and what I've read on it. Because once that game was announced, I did my research for hours on end about that game, uh-huh. right? Um I believe this game's gonna give Destiny a run for its money. I really, I really feel that. It just seems like this is what is probably. I'm not gonna say it's gonna be the death of Destiny, but this is. This game has a potential if they do mm-hmm. it right, to uh, knock Destiny off, right? But I mean, you see gameplay, right? What do you think about that gameplay and how it looks overall? My worry is it's Bioware. Well, that shouldn't be, and see that. By Bioware, I love that gaming studio. They have a good story behind it, um, and especially the leader or the lead writer of that game is the lead writer for Mass Effect One and right. Two, right? So I mean that gives me hope even more. Um, I see, I I do see your concern with Bioware, but at the same time, I think Bioware knows what they're doing when it comes to this, because I mean they made Kotar, right? So. They they know what they're doing. Um, for people that haven't seen Anthem or don't know what it is, 
it's basically it's a Destiny likeish game, but you get these mech suits called javelins, and they're fully customizable. Um, you could go throughout. It's an open world game. You could fly through the world with your friends, hunt monsters, mm-hmm. hunt treasure. You know, um, find out what happened to the civilization. And this whole time, you could go from like a Strider javelin that can run really fast to like a I'm I'm calling it like an ogre javelin. That's like a real tanky, bulky build. Right. Right. And then, like, it has a loot system like Diablo, Borderlands, Destiny. Um, so it just looks phenomenal. Um, that's that's a game I'm really, really stoked for. It does have a 2018 release, so it is a time off. Yeah. I personally, I, I personally feel it's not going to be released in 2018 just because it is so ambitious and so big, and they're saying all this stuff, right? right? Um, unless, I mean, at the same time, I don't know how long that game's been in development. Because what they showed at the xbox fest conference it looked like it was running great right um it looked it looked like it was almost ready to ship but at the same time i don't know how long that game's been in development i can't foresee a 2018 release i'm saying maybe q1 2019 at at the latest so i'm expecting delays on that game already but i mean if it's if they have to delay it to make it what i hope it is i'm perfectly fine with it yeah I mean, that's, yeah, and, yeah, it'll be um, fine. Yeah, and, you know, just take your time with Anthem. Um, it just looks, that game just looks stunning. Um, they did show Sea of Thieves, but I already expressed it before. Um, I don't see myself playing that game. Um, I know a lot of people at E3 that did play that game said it's fun. I just don't have the group of friends that are interested in, to the, in that game to play, right? right? Um, it, it looked fun. It looked, it looked it looks like a game people are going to enjoy, and it is an Xbox One exclusive. Um, you know, you just get on a pirate ship and you go fight treasure or you fight other players on your pirate ship or whatever. It looks like a game people will enjoy. It's, honestly, it's not a game for mm-hmm. me. Um, I hope it does take off and it does, you know, build. I hope it does establish its pillar for Xbox One. Like, oh, yeah, this is one of our mainstays, like Horizon did. Because I think it does have that potential. I mean, I'm not going to play it, but I want to see where it goes. Um, and then my last game, that's an exclusive that I had been waiting on. And I, my last episode, I asked Microsoft, please give us this game. You guys have been teasing us with it mm-hmm. since Xbox One X, uh, Xbox One release, sorry. You know, and it's Cuphead, which is being released on September 29th. And that's that that fifty style right. artwork game that's releasing. Yeah, and I'm so happy it has a release date. Once I seen that release date, I freaking almost bawled my eyes out because I've been waiting for this game for so long, right? And this is probably I'm not gonna say it's gonna sell consoles too, but I think it will. I mean, if you want, well, I mean, it's coming to Windows 10. See too. that that's where, but that I think people also get fooled by the. Xbox exclusive because every single game, like even Sea of Thieves and all that, everything is still coming to Windows 10 too. So for yeah. for me as a non Xbox owner, I have Windows 10. So I'm like, why do I need to go out and spend money on an Xbox when I could just spend fifty bucks, sixty bucks on my Windows 10? Yeah. Um. So for me, that makes it not. And I'm not a Microsoft fanboy, don't get me, you know, 
Um, yeah. But every time something comes out now, I know I can just play it on Windows 10, so I don't even have to waste my money on a new console. Yep. Which is fine, but I mean, I also see why they're doing it. I mean, it is play anywhere, so say I have a Windows mm-hmm. laptop, right? Um, and I go on vacation. I can always just and I bought I, I bought Cuphead on my Xbox. I can always play it on my laptop from a different city, which I see why they do it. It both hurts. It both it hurts and helps right. the console exclusive exclusivity. But I mean, that's a route they decide to go, and I don't see them jarring away from that anytime mm-hmm. soon. But no, I'm just happy Cuphead. I remember I was begging Microsoft yeah. for a release date. Like it has to release this year. Um, and we didn't get anything on below, which I was disappointed in. It was that, you know, that uh, Dark Soulish top few right. game. Like we still we still haven't heard anything from them. And then I checked uh, Cappy Games, the studio releasing it, and you know it's just like they're totally working on other games. And then people tweet them, oh, what about below? It's like, oh, we're still working on it. It's just how much longer do you guys need? Like, did you guys announce it when you guys just bre- like you guys? It seemed like they threw a trailer together, and the game wasn't even created yet, right? Yeah, because it's been it's been in development for so long. Um, it's just I just I don't know. I'm the more time that goes by, the more I'm not excited to play it. Um, oh, and then one last game I want to hit on is a uh, State of Decay okay. Two. That um, it's a survival horror game where you build bases. Um, State of Decay was pretty fun. I wasted hours in that game. You go around, collect survivors, build vases. But now they made this multiplayer. Mm-hmm. So it, it is exclusive to Xbox. It's um, I'm looking forward to that game. Like It's probably going to go on my backlog, though. It's not good, one I'm going to pick up on release. But it is. Oh, and one game I really want to hit. Sorry. Forget State of Decay 2. But Ori and the Blind Forest. Okay. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you've ever played that game. But Ori and the Blind Forest is an amazing puzzler game that, like, I believe was the Xbox One launch game. But that game is phenomenal. The story, the music, mm. the artwork, is it's like nothing I've ever seen in a video game, especially from an indie studio. Right. But it is amazing. And they announced a sequel called Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I saw that. And, I mean, yeah, and that game just looks... It felt and looks like once the piano started hitting, they showed the guy on the stage. I already, I automatically knew mm-hmm. what it was, but I just like you know, I just couldn't look away. Just the art and the style that game brings, it's just the whole vibe from that game is really got me excited for it. So I'm really excited right. for that. Um, my dis my disappointments, like I discussed, there was really that not much exclusives, and I hit them. I hit Microsoft on the head with that. It's just come out and show us what's coming and you guys you kind of showed us what everyone was expecting with Forza um Crackdown 3 which is all I can't believe they focus on that as a main title but I mean you know I'm not disappointed with the briefing I think I got out I got out what I wanted to Mm. get out of it you know just to reassure me that they are focusing on first party titles but at the same time it's it's just I wish there was more. There was nothing that, like, blew my mind. Like, oh, my God, this game, I can't freaking wait, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I had that reaction with Anthem, but I'm talking about exclusives. Like, oh, yeah, look what Xbox has. There's nothing really there that 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 really did it. I mean, and they they announced them. Um, 
some MMORPGs like Black Desert Online coming. But that's already that's um, already out on PC, and which brings yeah. me to stuff I was going to talk about in news real quick. It's on sale on Steam right now, summer sale. It's like yeah. seven ninety nine. So just saying. Yeah. Just want to let you know. Yeah. And you know, like, and then they what really pissed me off is they 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 are sitting on the rights to a, a fan favorite that I know will move consoles if it's a launch. No questions asked. It's when they tease that little character running around and all you see is a little tail. Yeah, the Conquer. And I, I, and, te- I texted yeah, yeah. you and I was like, give me Conquer. Yeah, and it was like, oh, I was like, oh, dude, please let it be Conquer. And it was super, super Lucky's Tale. And, and, and like, that's not even a console this? exclusive. It's a timed exclusive. Yeah. And it's just like, you guys have the rights for Conquer and you're going to tease us. And I think they knew what they were doing. Oh yeah. Um but yeah, they they knew what they were doing and that just really pisses me off. Um like I said, there there was not really a really there's not really a mind blowing, oh my god, I need to get that game or, you know. Like everything they announced like if there was a game I really want, I would go out and pre order it to make sure I right. have it, right? Um I wasn't I wasn't I didn't feel that way with any of the games showed on their mm-hmm. stage. So I mean like I said, I'm happy with it. I got out what I wanted, kind of. Um, I, I just wish there was a little bit more. Um, but I think the main focus on was their new console, the Xbox One. Well, yeah. So, I mean, and it's just, you know, they focused on that, which is fine. I think they had a good reveal. Um, Xbox One X, I'm going to get. Like I said, I'm always going to get something Xbox. Um, but, yeah, I can't wait for it. I'm going to get it on launch. Um, but other than that, that's pretty much my reactions, my thoughts on what I felt, what I seen from Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Um, they could have improved, but it is what it is. I mean, I think they're saving everything for next year. Their main focus was just this Xbox One. X. Yeah. And um, just uh, stay away from Crackdown. I cannot wait for the for them to release that game so we can just let it bygones be bygones and let it be. Right. But yeah, anyway, so with that, um, I did end up watching the Sony press conference, and I would say I was uh, thoroughly impressed. So what were your thoughts and reactions to Sony's uh, press conference? Well, Sony was what I said was Sony going to be. Um, in the last episode, I talked about how Sony's literally going to show us the games they showed us last year. But they're going to show us, now they're going to show us instead of just a trailer, they're going to show us gameplay. Um, and they're going to give us release windows because Sony's whole thing is here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you the um, we're going to give you literally our show is going to be nothing but games. We're not going to talk about and this is what's been Sony's been killing it with the last four or five years is literally they show nothing but games at E3. Yeah. Um. I mean, they opened up with Uncharted Lost Legacy, and it actually looks better than Uncharted 4. And don't get me wrong, I love Uncharted. Um, it looks – I was going to pass on this one, but after watching the gameplay and the dynamics between the characters the, that they're focusing on, um, I'm going to get it. I went out and pre-ordered it because of lost the trailer at E3, the gameplay. Um, then they showed – a quick teaser for um, Horizon Zero Dawn's expand or like what they're calling is a DLC, but it's almost a full expansion. 
Um, yeah. It's huge. It's like another huge area on the map and more quests and storyline and stuff like that. So um, they just said a quick teaser. Um, they showed Days Gone gameplay. And I've seen that. It looks fantastic. Um, sorry, i got to clear my throat with some water. But um, Days Gone looks really, really good. Um, it's another open world, which I know people are like, oh my god, another open world game on Sony. That's an exclusive. And I'm like, that doesn't... What are you trying to say? You know, it's... You're going to... Yeah. This is going to sell consoles, I think, too. It's... um. They just actually showed something about it today on Twitter. Um, I didn't watch it yet, but there was a thing about how it's like a survival horror game in an open world with a road trip. Because the guy is traveling on his motorcycle around the, the country, and you're surviving from the zombie hordes, but you're also in an open world. And I mean, it looked really cool. Um, it looked – it's not what I expected. Let me put it that way. Uh, yeah, I expected it to be more of like a Resident Evil style. Um, I did not expect an open world RPG type game with it, but I'm cool with it. It looked really good. Um, God of War, they showed us actual gameplay this time. Um, mm-hmm. with story mixed in and it's technically a sequel to the original God of War games. I thought it was more of like this is a reimagining in a different mythology is what I got the impression of last year. But now knowing it's like somewhat of a sequel, I'm kind of even more stoked about it now. Um, mm-hmm. Then they showed a quick trailer that I think I was texting you about earlier because I saw the trademark earlier in the day. Um, they're literally doing a full remake of Shadow of Colossus. Which I don't think will be out this year, in 2018. I think, like you said, it's going to be like Anthem. It's probably going to be like 2019. Yeah. Um, but um, it was literally uh, it, they said like, no, this is not a remaster. This is a full remake of Shadow of Colossus. Yeah. Um, Which means they re- they re- they didn't port it over. They started from scratch because they've already remastered it for PS3. Yeah. Um, but they're starting from scratch using a new engine. Um, they're supposed to be fixing some of the gameplay elements that were a little bit weaker in the original. Um, but I remember I texted you earlier in the day. I was like, Shadow of Colossus trademarked by Sony. Yeah. And I was like, are they going to announce it at E3 today? Yep. And they announced it at E3. Um, I thought originally it was going to be like Shadow of Colossus 2, which would have been, I think, cooler than a full-on remake. But a full-on remake I thought was great. Um, and then the big I, – I think this this game, like I was just telling you earlier, is Sony's really banking on this game out of nowhere. Um, and that's Spider-Man and PS4. Yeah. Um, the gameplay looked – I mean, last year we got this trailer and they're like – Oh, by the way, this is all in game, and you're like, "Ooh, that was pretty awesome," but it didn't have a HUD, you know. And then she's like, "How's yep. it gonna play?" And then they're like, "I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there," and all of a sudden I hear Yuri Lowenthal's voice. Who, for those of you who don't know, Yuri Lowenthal is a great voice actor in gaming, anime, animation in general. Um, but he's usually the video game version of Spider-Man all the time. 
in case you didn't know. Mm-hmm. Every video game of Spider-Man, it's usually Yuri Lowenthal doing Spider-Man lately. Um, but then I heard his voice, and I was like, oh, shit. I didn't even have to see it. I just heard his voice, and I was like, it's Spider-Man. And then they showed Spider-Man. They started showing the gameplay, and I was like – I was like blown away with how they are being innovative with how he uses his webbing. Um, the way you could approach combat, it's very similar to Arkham, but it, it's more – I think with the webbing and the spider sense and the the powers he has, it differentiates it a bit. But that gameplay looked ridiculous. Um, and then people were freaking out because of the quick time event. And they're like, well, every game has a quick time event. And it makes for a cinematic scene that works in the context of what you're doing. Yeah, and that that's my issue with there too. Like everyone was praising um, – I, I mean Spider-Man looks phenomenal. I mean, I'm, I'll probably pick up a PS4 just to play that game. See? That's a game that's going to move consoles, right? Um, but people were like, oh, they love quick time events. Like, they feel like it fits, right? And here's my issue. Was, uh, Xbox did it with one of their first launch titles, and everyone bashed it. Rise, Son of Rome, which is a great game. Right. That, the, graphics on the, that, the graphics on the game really showcased the power of the, of the Xbox One, right? But when people found out that there were quick time events, it got bashed and it got horrible reviews for, for it. But like years later down the road, almost every single game has quick time events now. Just like you said, just to add to the cin- cinematic story and feel of that game, right? And um, I know you never played Rise of the Rome, but that game mm-hmm. with the quick time events moves fluidly. It moves fine. I don't see what the issue is now. Like I, I believe if it was to re-release or if it was to just release as it is it would get it, people will receive it better than they did but i think everyone was just on that like oh let's say xbox because of all the horrible features they announced were, were bad like always online and can't share games which i understand um but no spider people bashing spider-man for the quick time events obviously don't know what they're talking about because that's this spider-man game coming up is like my god, Sony hit a gold mine with this game. It looks fantastic. And the fact that it's an exclusive to me is is more mind-boggling than anything else. Um, yeah, I don't know, I don't how, know th- how they landed I don't that. know how they landed exclusivity with a third-party studio as Insomniac. And, I mean, they had exclusivity before with um, uh, Infamous. But, yeah, but... I mean, to land a, a huge... And it's one of the top three superheroes in popularity in the world, in Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, and to land an exclusive game on your console with, you know, yeah. everything going on with it, and then watching it in emotion was like, yeah. my God. This, I mean, they, this game's been worked on for years, and you can tell. Um, yeah, but then as the as the trailer is going, I'm I'm like okay, and then I notice things from the comic books, right? I'm starting to notice things like um, Yuri Watanabe, or yeah, Yuri Watanabe, Captain Watanabe is talking to Spider-Man as he's doing stuff. Well, in the comics, she's a um, captain with the NYPD, and she's also Wraith. You know, she's also a, a yeah. vigilante known as Wraith. So now I'm thinking, is Wraith going to be in the game? Am I going to be running into Wraith? And then the stuff with Mr. Negative was awesome. 
Yeah. I mean, I didn't expect Mr. Negative to be like the main focus, you know. And it looks like it's going to be a main focus on Mr. Negative. And then at the very end of the whole trailer, they go, there's this kid filming, and you're like, okay, that kind of looks like Miles Morales, you know? Uh, yeah, I'm like, kind of looks like him, and I'm sitting there staring at it, and then I paused it. I remember I paused it, and I was like, I'm looking at it. I was like, That's, is that Miles or no? No, it can't be Miles. And then there's an, uh, a heavyset Asian guy standing next to him, and I'm like, dude, that's Gank Lee. And I'm like, and then he walks away and he goes, Miles, let's go. And I'm like, oh, shit. And then Miles turns around and smirks and walks away. Everybody's like, dude, what was that? (laughs) And then the the guy's like, Miles is in the game. And they even said this takes place during the actual, it actually takes place during the Spider-Man comic. Like, this is a full-on Spider-Man comic arc that they're putting in the game. and I'm going to be honest, I think that was the best game Sony showed on the floor. Oh, it was, and that's why they saved it for last. I mean, that's why they yeah. did it. Yeah, I mean, that game, especially when they showed Miles, I had the same reaction. I was just like, that's not Miles. They wouldn't do that because you'd never expect a video game to follow comic books or actually just go within a storyline of pre... You know, because video game writers have egos. They want right. theirs to be like, oh, you know, like, look what we did, you know? So, I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But, I mean, you just never expect them to go off someone else's work and then run with it. Right, and that, that's literally what they're doing with this game, is they're going off Spider-Man comic and Spider-Man lore and history, and they're incorporating it. And then people were all worried because they're like, oh, it looks like it's straight level design. And then the guy's like, no, it's an open world. Like, where did you get yeah. level design out of this whole thing? He's like, you're playing <laughs> one mission. Like, we showed you a mission. We're not going to show you the open world. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, God. Like, people were, like, freaking out over this because they don't want – I get it. They don't want another Edge of Time because – I mean, yeah. Edge of Time was good, but it's not great. Um, It wasn't where the Spider-Man franchise needed to go. Yeah. Um, so I get it. I get it. You don't want another edge of time, but let the guy actually explain what's going on before we start destroying him. Um, yeah. But then we also have to remember Sony didn't show a lot. Um, no. They didn't show Last of Us 2, which I didn't think they were going to. Um, I didn't think they were going to because they wanted to focus on Uncharted. Because um, yeah. Naughty Dog makes The Last of Us, of course. But they also, what got Naughty Dog famous in the first place was Crash Bandicoot. But then they went away from that and made Uncharted. And that's kind of what Naughty Dog's known for now is Uncharted storytelling. You know, they're they're telling you a story through a video game movie that you're playing. Um, I mean, so they, I knew they would not show Last of Us 2 because they didn't want to take away from Uncharted coming out. It's actually in two months. So, like... They're trying to focus on that, and I think once – and we have to remember, Sony still – Sony participates in so many conferences per year that they try to spread all their announcements out. Because you have to think, Last of Us wasn't even announced – as Last of Us Part Two wasn't even announced at E3 last year. It was announced at the PlayStation Experience in December. Yep. Um, but, but, I mean, even if Sony doesn't have – um, like big titles to announce at these other conferences, I think Spider Man is going to hold them over for a good while. Well, I mean, Spider Man, um, Spider Man, huge. Oh yeah, 
I mean, that's going to definitely, I think they're going to just focus on that. I think they're going to show more of the open world at Gamescon or the Sony experience or whatever. Um, and then, like you said, Last of Us. Or, yeah, Last of Us, right? Last of Us Part 2. Though I, I don't think they'll focus yeah. on that until um, PlayStation Experience in December. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I said, yeah. Sony still has three more conferences that they're doing. Um. I'm pulling up the dates right now. So the first one they have is Gamescon, or Gamescom, I'm sorry, um, which, again, Microsoft will be that one too, but that's in yeah. August, so right, literally right after Uncharted. So they'll probably focus on other games at that point, or they'll probably, they might even push Uncharted some more, you know? Um, yeah. And then after that, in September, they have the Tokyo Game Show, which is pretty much Sony and Nintendo. Um. And then in December, on December 9th and 10th, they have their new thing that they do is the PlayStation Experience. Um, yeah, so here's th- there's one game that really like got me off my seat um, during the Sony conference, and it's not it's not exclusive to Sony, but it was announced on their stage, um, Monster Hunter World. Right, and it's a full. Like, it's supposed to be like a yeah. more adult Monster Hunter too. Yeah, and you know how much I love Monster Hunter. I've talked about it in previous episodes. And to see that it's actually coming to other consoles, it'll be on Xbox One X, it'll be on PlayStation 4. Um, but, I mean, that game just needs to be experienced. Because, oh my god, when I seen that announcement, I was just... And I told myself, if this gets announced as an exclusive for PS4, I'm done. Like, I'm going to PS4 just for this game. Well, I thought it was right? at first, and then they're like... And then they... I did... They literally waited, like, a day to be like, yeah, by the way, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you know, I'm so happy it's coming to Xbox One X. Um, I'm, I'm just happy it's coming to these other consoles in general. To to keep a, a, a game like that, like, on handheld, like the DS, is a shame. Um... But I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I was, I'm so excited for that game, man. It looks good. Um, ready to go. But there were, there's rumors that it's going to be monthly charges. Which is fine, because I'll just cancel my Warcraft subscription and go on that one. I mean, the monthly charge can't be more than fifteen dollars, mm-hmm. right? I would hope not. So I mean, no, it, 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 it probably won't be, but. If the rumors of monthly charges are true, I can see it being like maybe five to ten dollars. I don't see it going past fifteen. Right, but see then, but, I mean, then then this is where I come in. I'm not canceling Final Fantasy fourteen for Monster Hunter. Yeah, and and like I said, Monster Hunter is a game for I believe it's a game for Monster Hunter fans that want to see it on a more advanced console, right? Mm-hmm. And want to be able to experience it. So I'm definitely going to get it. Um, you know, and I, it's a game I'll have no issue playing a monthly fee for, right? Right. Like, um, when Elder Scrolls Online came out, I was just like, I'm not going to pay a monthly fee for this, and then they ended up canceling the monthly fee, but I still don't play that game, even though it's free and I have it, right? But Monster Hunter is a game I can see, like, I, I talk to you about it all the time, I just go and hunt monsters. If you just want to hunt monsters, if, like, say you had a long day at work and you just want to come home, hunt a giant monster for 45 minutes, you can do that with Monster Hunter. Right. And to see that, it's, and see it's going to be running at, like, what, 30 frames per second? I think it's locked um, at 4K. 30 frames with 4K on PlayStation Pro. Yeah, and Xbox One X. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I mean, that's just, yeah, I'm excited for that game. 
Yeah, me too. It, Sorry it looks for really interrupting cool. you. Um, yeah, apologize for interrupting me. I just had to get off my chest. No, nah, man, we're we're just excited. Time. It's it's all good. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, but like I said, Sony still has more conferences, so we're not even done seeing Sony's lineup for next year yet. Um, so, like, I'm not really – I don't put much stock into Sony's E3, but I I mean they did what we fully – I told you I fully expected them to do in that – um, that's been their mantra, and they're just trying to run on that momentum. Yeah. So, um, but then there's Nintendo. Um, Nintendo. I think Nintendo had a good show. Um, I told you there was going to be another Metroid Prime. You didn't believe me. Yeah, I didn't. Um, but they now they just showed a quick. I don't even think it's really even started development yet, though. Um. Oh, that quick uh, trailer? Yeah, I think it was just like... I don't think they're really started development yet, but... It, Metroid Prime 4, it's going to be cool, but it's going to be more of a first-person shooter again, like the Prime series is, which I'm not ecstatic about, but I'll play it. Yeah. Um, and then they announced um, Metroid, Metroid Samus Returns for the, th- for the 3DS, which was out of nowhere. I did not expect that game. Yeah. And it looks good. It looks like classic Metroid. Um, I think that's the game the 3DS needed as like a first party title. Um, they showed Fire Emblem Heroes, or not Fire Emblem Heroes, Fire Emblem Warriors, which looked really good. Um, it's just, again, it's just a Warriors game, but with Fire Emblem characters, which is cool. I was surprised that yeah. actually an avatar was in the game as female Corinth, one of the playable characters. Which female corn is only corn in my mind, but you know. Um, as you guys have checked our Twitter, I have a female corn build for Fire Emblem Heroes. By the way, go check it out. Um, uh, what else? Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Yeah. Um, that's um, actually the reason and I'm trying to get a Switch now. So. Well, that and Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Xenoblade Chronicles is just amazing. Um, but what really got me hyped is they announced that Pokemon RPG game coming. But then they said again, they're like, we haven't even started development on it yet. Which is fine, but just to know that it's on the way. Yeah, I mean... You know, like... Because this is what fans have been asking for for like 20 years. Right, a console Pokemon game. Pokemon game, yeah. Like an actual core franchise one, you know? Yeah, yeah, so... I mean, yeah, I know it's not in development, or they just started starting development, but just to know it's coming, it's it's a good it's a good feeling. No, it is, but um, yeah, I'm I'm more excited for Xenoblade Chronicles two. Um, yeah. and like I said, that's why I was talking to you earlier about I'm talking about getting rid of my Wii U and my old PS3 because I can probably get about on Amazon I could probably get about two sixty for them. So then I only need to send in a couple games at that point, and I got to switch. Yeah. So, I mean, and then they said the, what got me is that they said Xenoblade Chronicles Two is coming out worldwide by the end of this year. Yeah. Um, drop. They dropped the bomb. But that hit me hard because of how long it took us to get Xenoblade Chronicles for the Wii. Yeah. It took us way past time, and you know that's why they had the English voice that, or the I should say English, but when I mean English, I mean British English. Because it came out there first, so they did the translation over there, 
with their voice actors. That's yeah. why everybody has a British accent in that game, which is fine. I love yeah. it. I love how that sets the world. Um, and I like how in Xenoblade Chronicles 2, they kept it the same. Because my yeah. thing with Xenoblade Chronicles Cross, which was on the Wii U, um, again, it's a fantastic game. But like he said, this was not the true. Se- it wasn't the true sequel to Xenoblade Chronicles. It was more, we're gonna play with a new system, and see what we can create. You know, and that's yeah. what Cross was. And Cross had the English voice acting, like we have. I should say the United States voice acting, and I just didn't. It didn't hit me like Xenoblade Chronicles did. Um, what did hit me in Xenoblade Chronicles Cross, though, is when you get your skull. And I, yeah. I showed you that. I mean, I recorded it. I still have yep. a recording on my phone. It just it gets me every time. I'm like, yes, the skull. You know? And that's 40 hours into the game, and you still got 40 hours to go. So, you know. Um, but Xenoblade Chronicles 2 looked fantastic. I'm, I always say fantastic. Um, it looked great. Um, it looked... Again, it's going to make me buy a Switch uh, in some form or yeah. other. I'm going to get a Switch just to play that game. Um, and I was like, then I think that's what I told you. I could wait on the Switch until Xenoblade comes out. And then it has yeah. to be dicks and drop it in by, like, December. So, stupid Nintendo making me spend money. Yeah, and, the, and then they uh, showed Mario Odyssey, which looks like it's going to be fun Um I'm probably not going to play it. I'm not. I'm not a Mario guy. And I'd, and again, um, a lot of places were giving a game of show. And I was like, did we even see the same games? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that sucks because it's only getting that because of the power of the name. Yeah. Um, I mean, there were other games I thought should have gotten game of the show. Number one is Spider-Man I thought should have got game of the show. Yeah. And I, I personally think uh, Anthem should have got Game of the Show just because of how it looked. Yeah, and then know. there's other ones that I thought should have got it too. I thought um, – I even thought Dragon Ball could have got it. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Just because of the shock of it, where it came from. Because no one even knew about it until maybe about an hour before the show. Right. Um, and then another one I thought could have got it was Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Yeah. Um, but and then I loved it. They they had the best handheld section, and there was tons of handheld games shown for Nintendo 3DS. And everybody's there was only one contestant for best handheld, and that was Metroid. And I was like, but there were like ten other handheld games shown. Like, so how is there only one contestant up for the award? You know, right? Um. But that'll bring us to, like, the next section, like, winners and losers. And, and like I said, um, I don't think there was a set winner, and I don't think there was a set – well, there was a set loser. But I don't think there was a set winner. Um, I think every studio came out and accomplished their mission. Xbox wanted to come out and say, here's the X. Buy the X over the PS4 Pro. You know? Yeah. Um, I think where they faltered a little bit is they didn't have a game besides Forza to show me the X. You know, yeah. and make that was an exclusive, you know, because like you said, there's Anthem and, and all these other games, but there are also games I could buy on the PS4 or the yeah. PS4 Pro. Um, so I thought if Microsoft could have come out and said, here's the X, here's Halo 6. Yeah. You know, or here's the X, here's Lost Odyssey 2. 
you know. Yeah. I think if they would have done that, it would have been more successful. I think that was successful. They showed you that the X is a beast, and it's going to be a beast, and it's going to it's going to give Sony some competition now to be better. Uh, yeah, which is awesome. Um, I think Sony came out and said, "You know what? We will be successful if we show our exclusives." So what did they do? They just showed all their exclusives, and they were successful. Um, yeah. And I think Nintendo came out and said, "We need to show all our." in-house Nintendo games and we will be successful. And they showed literally every main franchise for Nintendo. Um, Ubisoft said, we need to blow people away with Assassin's Creed. And I think they did that. Um, EA said, we need to just be EA and show sports games. And they did that. I didn't like any of the games except for Anthem. Yeah. Um, and Anthem wasn't even shown until Xbox, so it wasn't even shown at the E3 press conference. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll let you go, because you're probably more on the loser track than I am. Uh, no, I mean, um, I mean, I think my biggest disappointment was Bethesda. Um, yeah, that's what I meant by you're on the loser track, because... Yeah. You had a lot more vocality to it than I did because they still announced a game I wanted to get. So, well, I mean, they really—they were teasing. Oh, we're gonna announce a new IP, a new IP, and there was nothing. All it was was VR and Skyrim and Doom and Fallout, which I'm never gonna play a VR game. So I think they really dropped the ball on what could have been a really great conference. Yeah, um, but they did show Evil Within 2, which was like, that's all I needed. Yeah, but I, I mean, I've never played Evil Within 2. Oh, you should have. should have. Again, mean, Yuri Lowenthal's so in that game, game too. Again, we're we're coming full circle here. Yuri, Yuri Lowenthal. He's like Johnny Young yeah. Bosch. He's everywhere. Yeah. But, I mean, Best Ever was just... Uh, they didn't have the presence I hoped they would have had. Right. I mean... Their big thing was, let's show you paid mods now. What? Yeah. Okay, we, we already paid for our mods to begin with. Like, Right. Why are we doing this cycle again? It didn't work last time. Uh, they showed yeah. another Dishonored game, though. Like a sp- spin-off. Yeah, it looked good. a DLC. Oh, was it spin-off? It's like, it's a, like a full side story. Um, yeah. To, dis- to the main story, so... Which is fine. I'm cool with it. Um, Dishonored's great. I would play it all the time. Um, yeah. That's another one of those where you could either be a guy that just rushes in like you like to do, or you could be like me where I like to sit back and silently kill everybody and be like, <laughs> and like do my little evil yeah. fingers as I'm doing it. Um, yeah. But then um showing the evil within 2 is actually existing and then they're like oh by the way it's coming out in october i was like what it's coming out in october and i was like pre-ordered i just literally like pre-ordered it right there oh yeah i think atlas atlas had like a booth they they did a little conference but it wasn't even a streamed conference um you just got to get like the notes um and they showed and they showed that the 3ds isn't dead um, everybody thought when the Switch yeah. came out, the 3DS is dead, and, and Nintendo came out and said, no, we got, like, five or six more years planned for this thing. Um, yep. And Atlas was like, we're on board, and they just said, by the way, you're getting Radiant Historia, 
um, Perfect Chronology, the remake of Radiant Historia from a DS game. You're getting that next year. You're getting Etrian Odyssey 5 in November. I'm like, okay. And then they're like, oh, by the way, you're getting Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey Redux early next year, too. And I was like, I showed you my screenshot. As soon as they said that, I bought all three. Yeah. I mean, my wallet's going down. I'm supposed to be having a kid, and, and I'm buying video games. This is not good. This is not, re- yeah. this is not responsible parenting. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, there were winners and losers, and, again, the losers was only Bethesda. Um, but I think yeah. every other conference was good except for E3. Or, e- not E3, um, EA. Because I thought EA yeah. should have showed Anthem. If EA would have showed Anthem there, I would have been fine. But the fact that they focused on a story mode in Madden made me, like, puke. Yeah. Um, the fact that they focused on the story mode in FIFA made me puke. The story mode in NBA yeah. Live, I was like, I don't care. <laughs> you know? Show me the features yeah. to the game besides the story mode. Show me how this is going to be the most realistic sports game. But no, they couldn't do that. They had to focus on, this is a story. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then hopefully Tom no. Brady gets hit with the Madden curse. Just saying. Yeah, hopefully. In his little bubble. That commercial was pretty funny, though. Um, so, anything else about E3? I mean, we've been talking about E3 for almost an hour now. No, we're good. And, uh, and like, this is probably going to be a longer episode than most because there is a lot to talk about with E3. So, yeah. um, but I thought I thought we both covered our points. Um. I thought all the studios did well. I'm I'm not, like, going to say there was a complete winner and a complete loser. I'm just going to say that it was good shit. I thought it was good. Uh, yeah. I thought it did what it was supposed to do, and it felt... I felt satisfied watching E3 this year. Um, last year, I didn't feel satisfied watching Microsoft. Nintendo didn't even show up last year. Uh, yep. The only conference I felt comfortable with last year was Sony. And that's how it had been for the last, God, like the last four years since the PS, since this console cycle launched, it's been nothing but Sony at E3 like dominating. And I think, I think Sony did what Sony does and again, show the games. Um, But I think Microsoft came close to being, having a good show again, you know, I'm not saying their show was bad. I'm saying it was, it was good, but it wasn't what it could have been. And I think every show was like that. Yeah. Every, every company could have been better. Every company could have been worse, but I just think it was, here's the games coming out. I think everybody was following the Sony model, you know, um, let's yep. just show you what you're, what you're going to be able to play. We're not going to show you all these new innovations. We're just going to show you what you're going to be able to play soon. And that was it, you know? Yeah. Um, so you do you want to end our E3 segment on that, or do you want to add something else in there? Just want to make sure. No, I'm good, man. Um, I actually got to get going. I'm sorry, I got to end this early. It's all good. But but yeah, um, definitely. Um, you know, there's more to talk about. I think we should do another episode just to cover what we didn't. Yeah, well, we're, and again, it was just going to be like some quick news, which is stuff that I will just post on the our Twitter. Um. Just that, you know, dot hack gu recode and Nino and Kuni two got release dates, which is awesome. Um, yeah, I was gonna go over Fire Emblem, but I think I did it too extensively last time, which is fine. I'm cool with it. Um, 
And there's really only two game or one game I'm looking forward to for next week, which is Valkyria Revolution on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, that's Xbox One, too. So, I mean, you could pick it up, too. Um, other than that, so, yeah, it's been a long episode. We talked about E3 to death. Um, so, what do you guys um, think about E3? What, did you guys like it? Did you guys not like it? Um, you could always hit us up on our Twitter or at our Gmail and at, at Don't Trust This Game on Twitter and Don't Trust This Gaming at gmail.com. Um, also, what games are you guys looking forward to next week? Um, anything you want us to talk about next time? Just let us know. Hit us up there. Thanks again, everybody. Uh, have a good one.